Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. we got a few questions in here for the Ask Charlie segment. Uh, we'll, We'll get there. He's still in beautiful Arizona. We say hi to Coach McBride on Monday with Charlie. Coach, how was the weekend? How's the weather? How you doing? It's good. I'm on a... I'm going to go this weekend and see some of the kids that I coached on way back when I was here at Arizona State. So we're going to get together and find out what's going on with them. Is it true that you've been called into action to go talk to the Riola family? No. I, <laughs> no, no I, I stay away from that stuff. That, that's something that, Although, uh, because of my relationship, probably with his father, I could do it. I could go over there and, you know, and spend some time. I that that would be, that would be questionable, though. You know, <laughs> if, <laughs> if you have a long-standing relationship with somebody, or it's a relative, or something like that, then it, 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 you're allowed to do that. At least you were then. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now they may change, but that's pretty much the way it is. And, um, you know, I've been away from it long enough where whatever I would say probably would be questionable, too. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie McBride's with us a Monday with Charlie. Coach, you mentioned you you were at Arizona State, you were at Wisconsin, you, you worked with uh, Woody Hayes, Frank Cush, Coach Osborne. Uh, tell me a little bit about the the Woody Hayes Frank Cush personality to, working for those guys. How how um, how teed up they got? Well, they they both are kind of the, the, the same a little bit, and uh, uh, they Woody probably was a little more physical. Frank would um, was a pretty good actor. I mean, he he <laughs> he would give the impression of that. He might whack you, but he he never did. The only time I've ever seen him, you know, put his hands on anybody, and actually it wasn't, 
was at night he would have the quarterbacks and and receivers like it's just like seven on seven and mm-hmm. and they'd work on the passing game in the lights and they, and um we would have practice um all of us during the afternoon and then they just wouldn't have they just had their seven on seven at night rather than during practice so they'd go eat and come back and uh, do that and but I saw him once a couple times hit hit the quarterback on the head with his whistle, <laughs> you know, and those old Rydell helmets they used to ring a little bit. So, <laughs> but that's about it, you know. And he, uh, Woody, was a little more physical, I think, with the players. Uh, you know, I mean, he he may he may grab a hold of them and stuff like that. But other than that, I mean, he was he was he demanded. Uh, Respect and, and he got it. And um, same thing with uh, with uh, Coach Kush. A lot of times, uh, some of the players that I I know didn't like him because he was so tough on them. I mean, it, you know, he, he was he was tough to deal with uh, on the field and during practice. I mean, he and uh, but at uh, when it came right down to it, all the things that he he was always behind the kids, and they knew it. And, uh, you know, you can't find one kid now that doesn't think the world of him. Of course, mm-hmm. he's passed down now. Sure. But, you know, they the guys that played for him really like him. Charlie McBride's Woody's w- the same way. Yeah. Woody's the exact same way. Charlie McBride's with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, it was pretty interesting to hear from, from Matt Rule today. Coach Rule talked about winter conditioning. And there was there's just a, a, a method – with him, and I thought he set it up really well. Where it came from, the kids it was it was peer to peer with the teams that were set up, the competition that was required every day, and it wasn't just teamwork where you're doing tug of war or there's some sort of race. I mean, there was there was football concepts clearly involved, but also uh-huh. he emphasized the. The community service, the outreach, the accountability part, and I think it all pretty well right. s- stacked on one another. And some guys who may be best friends with their roommates said, "Dude, you're never on time." Just as an example, I can't take you on my team. I want to win this thing. So it was pretty fascinating <laughs> to hear. How did That's you right. guys handle the accountability part of? Of making sure guys were where they were supposed to be when it wasn't practice time. Well, I, uh, each guy does it different. We really didn't have we we really didn't have a uh, a problem of kids being late or I don't I don't ever remember that even uh, coming up. I know that Kenny Walker one time his alarm you know being deaf it was a little different deal and. Mm-hmm. I had a thing where if it was uh, it cost you a penny a minute at that second. If you're late, and uh, I think Kenny owed me about well thirty-seven dollars. <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> and that, did you and, ever collect? And, 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 well, his alarm didn't go off, and he was about two hours. I don't know. He was really late, and uh, and that was the only time that I think I ever really had it. Talk to anybody about coming in late. I don't even remember players being late. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
that that wasn't that, that really wasn't a big thing. I think that, that what what he's saying and and uh, let me go back a little bit. And Tom, of course, as far as the community stuff, you know, he was starting program mm-hmm. that he has now with the mentoring. And some of those kids became mentors in in Lincoln, and so there was a lot of them that spent the time doing that. And uh, probably right now it's on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. I think I think you uh, you know, and I think that started and worked its way down from professional football and professional sports, where these guys had money to back themselves a little bit more and. Uh, you know, nowadays I think it's more personal uh, amp work, doing camp stuff, and and things like that, which are, kids really love to be around the players, and that 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 serves a lot of because they they pick up on them how hard it takes players work and things like that, and and the players get to talk to them and in 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 you know not necessarily off the field, but after practice and before practice and stuff like that. Coach, one of the things that I thought was pretty interesting today was from Chief Borders, and uh, he was talking about his competition group. They won it this offseason, the, uh, the the offseason winter conditioning program. They, uh, they, they were the champions among the team. And he mentioned the fact that uh, Coach McGuire, Garrett McGuire, 23-year-old, was uh, actually a part of their team and was out pushing sleds in the snow with them in Memorial Stadium in, in sub-zero <laughs> weather. And I'm get your take. Is that something you ever did? Did you ever hop in on these workouts yeah. with the guys? When I was younger, I did. But yeah. I mean, you, you'd get down and go ahead with them. With, you know, they'd have pads on, but every once in a while you'd get down and go one-on-one with them with and just get down and do it. And uh, But, um, you know, that I think that, that takes a little bit more. And a lot of times in the, we, we'd join in, and if they had any kind of races or anything like that or team stuff, Sometimes the coaches would each be on a on a team, and uh, so then then that then the complaints would really start because some of the coaches weren't very fast, and uh, <laughs> and you know it was it, it it and it came down to that factor a lot of times. So so but it was a lot of fun all the time. You know they always had something that you know kind of brought the team together, whether you win or whether you lose. Yeah, there was just a way that, um, you know, for example, Coach Cush would, you know, had it. He would tease guys and stuff like that, and and it would be, you know, make a lot of fun out of it. Coach, I want to get your take as as defensive coordinator, teaching the other coaches when you change a defense, and that's where Nebraska is at right now with Coach White in this three three five defense. The other coaches are getting on the same page. How did you approach that when there was a tweak or a concept that you wanted to, to use defensively? Uh, this is an idea you had, an idea maybe someone else had, and, and you implemented it. How how were you able to coach the coaches? <laughs> well, that actually isn't as hard as you think because we spent a lot of time before practice uh, in the summer mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, each po- coach got up and talked about his position and how he was going to coach it. And so everybody knew what that person, that coach was doing. Uh, and and they they don't have that 
maybe with the recruiting going the way they did, they probably don't have that quite as much. So they're going to have to be careful. Uh, you know, I mean, be sure everybody knows they're all on the same page when they practice. Mm-hmm. And and it, it, it may be a little slower than you'd like it because of when they came in. But uh, I think the, 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 the main part of the defense uh, would get in. And, and one of the things we did was we taught them some of the schemes and, and actually didn't actually run them in a scrimmage just so that they were aware that we have that and we're going to work on it in the fall. I mean, that's something that we want them to be aware of mm-hmm. rather than throw it all at them at, you know, at once in the fall. So all that stuff's been worked out. All the all the practices have already been made out, um, and they may be a little bit of change in some of them, but uh, that may be because of maybe an injury or something like that. But they're minor, minor that way. So so I, we were pre-planned. It just it wasn't the day of practice. We decided what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. We already had it all written up and and. You know, it just went time, time to time. Now that, that when we worked with the freshmen individually, that was something that we that we had. It was kind of a a basic thing of teamwork, and because uh, we had the freshmen in our group work, so um, it was more of a teamwork thing and teaching them the plays, teaching them that kind of thing. When they when we had them alone, like. We'd have them come out a little later, uh, and we'd t- send them in a little later. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd keep them out after practice for a half an hour or so and run plays and put defenses in and things like that. Charlie McBride's with us, Hale City Radio on Monday with Charlie. Coach, we had so much fun talking about the swimming pool last week. We're going to do another rendition of Ask Charlie. Uh, so, uh, w- this is from Walt. He emailed in Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Walt from Papillion. Did you ever have any interactions as a, as a player or as a coach with Ralphie the Buffalo? No, yeah, you just stay away from that thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I remember, I remember uh, one time the Lance Van Zant was standing out on the field before the game, and he didn't see this coming on. Oh no! He just kind of—it was, oh yeah—and it, it, kind of at the last minute, you know, he he, it was coming down on him, and and those kids, you know, they have to run, really run. Yeah, I mean, they they did. And they lose their hats, they lose everything. But you haven't seen him scamper. He 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 moved his feet out of the way. But that everybody, you know, that was kind of a funny thing on both sides. That I'm sure the Colorado people enjoyed it, but we got a laugh out of it too. But that that thing is is dangerous. I mean, yeah. So I, we were used to that. From we we were told when when I was playing. Uh, you know, we'd be down on the field, and sometimes they'd bring them out after the game. Okay. And, yeah, and so we were always told to stay away from it, you know, and uh, they had their difference in age a lot of times. And the older ones, you can't, they're, they're really, they can be really mean. 
Coach, quickly, if it came down to it, how many defensive linemen do you think it would take to, to successfully fight off Ralphie the Buffalo? Should it come down to that? You mean how many be a, a year? No, I mean, just like like, yeah. like if it's a, a mono-e-mono matchup, Ralphie the Buffalo against Nebraska's defensive line, how many defensive linemen would be required to successfully fend off Ralphie? <laughs> to take care of that thing? Yeah. Oh, I'd take six. They, okay. they do it with four, I think, but guys that didn't know what they're doing can really get in trouble. <laughs> really get in trouble. I think you need uh, one for each leg and then just one to hop on the back we, and put it in a rear yeah, naked yeah, choke. Yeah, 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 yeah well, good luck. <laughs> we, had, we, had a, we had a player that was uh, actually was a cowboy. I mean, he was a roper, mm. and he was doing it professionally. And... Um, uh, he called me up before practice one day, and uh, he said I was having an accident, coach. And I said, "What happened?" He said, "I, well, I got my rope caught in my thumb and pulled my thumb off." Oh no! And yeah, and they they sewed it back on. Well, to make a long story short, he was late for practice because they sewed it, you know, for preseason, and we, we you know we had to be careful with him for a long time. Uh, but what happened was that uh, we were playing Iowa State, and I mean, it was cold. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really cold. And he came over to me and he said, Coach, will you take my glove off? And I said, Yeah, how's your finger? He says, I don't know, but I think it might be in my glove. <laughs> I thought, well, and it wasn't. It was, you know, it was fine, but. You know that kind of that kind of. That, I was thinking, well, what if I take this thing off and his thumbs in his glove? That'll be cute, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Charlie McBride so. with us. Wow, Coach, we'll continue on uh, next Monday and enjoy the sunshine of Arizona. I'll do it. All right, thanks I'll, so much. I'll do it. Okay, Ben, thanks for having me. I'll talk to you like next week. <laughs> Heard at Sports Radio, every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio.